Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 23, A New Beginning with Jessica Lemon. And that is right, folks. We are back on the One Drink with John podcast. Yay! Yay! You need a <laughs> applause soundtrack. Yes! Cue the applause soundtrack. Yes, we took a very long summer off. Um, but what's cool is we have tons of great podcasts lined up for you, and we are excited to be back. And since this is the One Drink with John podcast, for those of you who have not been here before, uh, we have a drink and then we talk. So today's <laughs> <laughs> very simple, easy concept. Uh, so today's drink, I am drinking, so John is drinking the Parker Estates Carmenere Red. And Parker Estates is uh, kind of a made-up name, but it's uh, good friends of ours, Steve Parker and Cecily Parker. And Steve makes some excellent wine. And this is probably the best. I, this, I think this is the best one I've ever had that he made. Yes. It's been, it was really good. I think it was from... 2018. February? Or no, August of 2018. February of 2018. Yeah. That one might be from August 2018. August. We had a couple bottles, but... Okay. Yeah. It was really, really good. good. It is excellent, so... And then Jessica is drinking, kind of went the other direction. So Jessica's drinking <laughs> the Black Box Chardonnay. Yeah. And it's got the little spigot on the front of the box. And it fits <laughs> right in the refrigerator, <laughs> and you can just have as much it. as you want at a time. So. Or as little as you want. <laughs> and it was easy to travel, Sue. So, so uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to episode 23. And the reason you said it was easy to travel is because right now I'm looking out the window at the beautiful Tennessee hills the smoky mountains yes absolutely covered in pine trees as far as the eye could see and um yeah we're in a cabin in pigeon forge tennessee right now to celebrate hope i'm not stepping on what you're about to say, no absolutely I just, right we're on. looking we have this beautiful beautiful view from our cabin uh facing all of the mountains and so every day we've woken up to either mist rain on the mountains or um a gorgeous orange sunrise today very bright sun yeah the sun <laughs> was streaming see. in our yeah streaming in the room yeah. it was really a couple nice. balconies one upstairs one downstairs so we've been outside a lot um brought new dog with us we brought Gemma new with dog. us yep. so um she's you know making me go outside a lot <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, yeah. New dog, yes. New so, dog. Hashtag new dog. Exactly. So this is uh, so this podcast, and we just again we have a most beautiful view, uh, multiple windows overlooking. We're up on the side of a hill, um, overlooking Smoky Mountains. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, but uh, so this podcast is called a new beginning, and spoiler alert: John quit his job. <gasps> Shock and awe. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I quit my job. So yeah. Jessica, what do you feel about John quitting his job? Well, how do I feel about it? I yeah, mean, what's what's your deep feelings? I mean, I was, <laughs> I mean, I've been all for it. I mean, I've been banging the entrepreneur drum for a long, long time. Um, starting back in, oh gosh, what year was that? 2006, maybe? When I was a, when I was a consultant for direct sales and I... Um, John encouraged me to quit my corporate job because it felt very unfulfilling. And this was after I had attained a graphic design degree and got a, it was a great job with a great company. It really was. Um, I had all these perks that you don't have 
when you work in restaurants or you work in retail, like I had, I didn't have to clock in right. and I could a take real, an hour had a real lunch. Job. I had a real job. You went job. to school and got a real job. Yep, I had Look my own desk. It. I didn't have to answer the phone. It was my desk. I was in charge of things. Um, I was up for a promotion that, you know, and I went and interviewed for that. But there was something about those gray walls and, and those gray carpets and working in the basement that was just sort of soul sucking to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, the cubicles. That's a that's a tough one for sure. So. Yeah. So anyway. So, um, so you quit your job. I quit mine, and that is. I in mean, two thousand six. Yes. So you quit your job, yeah. and I encourage you to do that. We had a discussion, of course, about mm-hmm. that multiple, and I said, "Go for it." I had a decent job at the yep. time. Let's we make can it make happen. it. Yeah, yeah, even though I mean, I really did make a very good living, and now I look at the right. amount that I made, and it's kind of makes me chuckle because I make <laughs> at least twice that doing what I do now. But it's really funny how much that was to us at the time. It was a lot. It was a lot of money, but we thought it would be worth the risk. We thought the potential was more in what I was doing. And very long story short, I mean, I had a couple of part-time gigs in between that, and obviously, it took me, you know, several years after that before I became a published author, but. I just know how much freedom I have as an entrepreneur, and I know how motivated John is um, toward those kind of entrepreneurial mindsets. I, th- I remember you saying when you were telling people, you're like, yeah, I put in my two weeks notice, and, and you're like, you know me, I'm always up to something. You know, I'm always doing something. Right. I've always had a, I've, like, I like invented the side hustle. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't, but yeah, I'd like to like trade your, market if I could. But like no, I've your, been side hustling for a while. Even Beer when Makes I Everything job. Better book was written while you had this, you know, right. you had the last um, career that you, you had lasted nine years. So um, you did a lot of things. You started a farmer's market while you were right. doing that. But, yeah, I did direct sales. So, I did all kinds. I've, I've, I've always had something on the side. But I mean, I could just read so. the signs in you that it was time for you to go and you were feeling a little bit burnt out and like you needed a new adventure and I think the words out of my mouth were just quit just just quit right. today just leave because I know how little it matters in the long run when you find the thing you really really want to do and um, John took some time to think about that and you did it the right way and the respectful way and the right. perfect way for yeah. your team and your managers which was great you know sometimes you can't just walk away in two seconds but that was kind of my advice to you was yeah. like just go, basically just go if it's if it's not fulfilling you and it's not go it's time to go because you really can't help the people you're working for if you're not just burning with desire for that company anyway so right yeah I it just been I mean it've been nine years and in property management is what I did I was a regional manager for um, a local property management company and it's, if anybody's done that, it's it they they know that it's a very difficult job, um, and this was also a tax credit company. We had tax credit properties, which adds just another layer Complex. of mm-hmm. complexity on top of you know property management is difficult enough dealing with people where they live. It's very complicated, but then this was another layer, and it's and it's been a good run. I mean, I love my job. It, it I made a bunch of money. I, I helped a lot of people, and we did a lot of good. And I, I met a bunch of wonderful people. But it was just time. I mean, it's been. It was you know. I think almost to the day, you know, almost the week actually of to nine years, and we had kind of started talking about this. Me possibly quitting my job, um, but it was in my mind. It was always like you know I'm going to do that next year. We'll do that you know once Later. I get to like ten years, and then you know maybe sure. we'll do that depending on what Jessica's career does. Um, and then we had kind of bumped it forward and I was like, you know, you know, let's, let's escalate this a little bit. And I was like, all right, so let's do, 
the end of February. And mm-hmm. that would have been another, what, five months. And I thought, you know, that made sense. Let's do that. Let's get some more money saved up. And then just as things progressed, it was just kind of like there was just sign after sign after sign. It was like, no, let's do this now. Um, in fact, I had a couple signs on one day where Jessica goes, why don't you do that today? And I was like, let's back off just a little bit. Let's give a couple more weeks. But I, I took a vacation week to really think about it and make sure it's what I wanted to do and solidify and just have some time to think. And definitely made the right decision. I'm very excited. It was also a really weird thing. I mean, this is amazing. I got out of the rat race. Um, and the reason I quit my job was to focus on this podcast. That's why I'm excited to get back in the podcast chair, yeah. get behind the microphone. And you are uh, you are fresh out of uh, out of the rat race because this is only week two, week yeah, week two, second I think, week, right? yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I've only been out for so yeah, for like new. a week. I feel like yeah. it's been longer than that, but you know, yeah, my, like a week and a half. My day to day didn't change that much, <laughs> right? <laughs> it feels like less of a big deal to me, but but yeah so I, I was able to get out and it's it was interesting it's something I look forward to and you know we've been kind of working towards us for years I mean it was just kind of like oh at some point I'd like to quit my job for a long time I didn't you know I thought it'd be another 10 years or so um, but no I was really excited um, and again the reasons you know some of the reasons are to, to work on the podcast I have a couple books I want to work on that I've started uh, I have an online class that I want to work on putting together um, and just multiple other things um, and the farmers market went really well uh, this past year, and we're going to have a, a podcast uh, about that to kind of talk about John, Farmer John, and how he did uh, this year. And so I'm just excited about all those things. Yeah, podcaster by day, Farmer John by night. Or he wouldn't probably let us the way buy around. him a straw ball cap, you guys. But I really hey. think John needs a straw <laughs> ball cap because if you know John, he wears a lot of ball caps. Um, and I thought that would have been the perfect. I mean, nobody's asking. Now, can't we hold? The, I told you we we're going to have a Farmer John podcast. So why don't you just hold I'll that question that for a different episode? Right. But yeah, so I, again, super excited. Um, I, after working somewhere for nine years, I didn't realize. Uh, you just don't realize what you just don't realize. I mean, you just don't know uh, the amount of stress and just what's going on. Um, you know, this job I was on call most of the time. So even when I was on vacation, I was worried about it. So it just all those things. Um, but what was also really interesting uh, is I had a lot of stress and anxiety leading up to quitting, which you'd think you'd be like, oh, screw this. I'm out of here. This is awesome. You know, uh, or like <laughs> like the line that I came up with was like, F this, John's mobile. Right. Which is, <laughs> which is a great line from, uh, <laughs> we kind of stole that from uh, from just friends and yep. tell them that story because that's a, such a great movie. Oh, from the line, yeah. It, I don't know. It was just it was just a line in the movie. He said, "F this, guys. I'm mobile." Yeah. And it was just. I don't, I don't know if anybody else does this, but we you know we watch movies. We'll pick up a line from somewhere, and we're just like, "Oh my gosh!" That when we just we we would say we that say multiple years. times. We yeah, we have a lot yeah. of a uh, lot of old movies that we have lines from that we just. But I say. mean, to be fair, I don't think you truly felt that way either. I know it was kind of agonizing for you to make that decision because you know, I didn't in a way you felt like you Absolutely. were like leaving residents that liked you a lot leaving managers that liked that I, you yeah a lot, they're my friend they're all leaving my friends for upper sure. management that you know treasured you because yeah. you were such a value to the company so I know it was a big difficult decision but yeah when you decide to get out it yeah. is like there is an element of freedom because you're no longer bound to the schedule that someone else sets for you or the priorities that someone else sets for you. So there is this also this feeling of like this Braveheart, blue face yeah. kind of freedom call, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I thought I would have felt 
a little more like, you know, I'm out of here, screw this. But I, mm-hmm. it was not. And it was actually a lot more stress. Um, some grief. Yeah, it was kind of like I mean, going not like you were the, curled up in the corner crying, right? Grief, not but crying like, <laughs> over my wine, but but yeah, but you know, it, it like really there, was. You have to grieve because it's like a part of your life, a very large part of your life, right? At forty plus hours a week, right? Yeah, at least forty hours a week for nine years, right? You know, and you've got mm-hmm. that security and stuff. So it was interesting. It was an interesting, yeah. and, and even like the last, my last day, uh, my team's pretty awesome. And my managers, so they had like a little party get together for me, and it was yeah. just kind of a weird thing. And even like um, handing over, because uh, one of my managers was being promoted to take over my position, which I thought was really awesome. So that way, I, I felt like I wasn't leaving uh, my team on their own. I was like, hey, you know, this this girl's going to do a great job and all that. But even just ha- physically handing her over my computer was just like a weird thing. I'm like, no, I need that back. You're having a this tug is, of war with it. This is my security <laughs> blank. Yeah. And so it was just kind of an interesting thing. And that thing. phone call you made after that party really surprised me because I expected this kind of buoyant uh, excitement when you called. And I was like, how'd it go? And you were like, um, it was, it was different. <laughs> this feels really different. You know, so you were still sort of processing what sure. it meant for sure. you not to be this title at this company. Um, and I had said something, and I've said it a couple times since, you sort of lost a chunk of your identity in the process. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I almost I almost had some tears after that call because you're just like, are you okay? I was yeah. like, I don't know. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I'm really excited. But Leave it to me to dig in, right? Oh, yeah. Jessica, pull out my feelings and stomp <laughs> on them. But what was cool is uh, leading up to this, uh, you know, we've been going back and forth. I mean, we've been following, you know, a, a solid financial plan for the last 10 years. And Jessica, you know, makes some money with her books, of course. <coughs> Excuse me. But we are definitely losing a large, you know, over half of our income. So we, we're stressed about that and, like, trying to figure out how the, where's the money going to come right. from. And I just thought it was really interesting because we decided to do it. And the day I, you know, I called my boss and gave a notice and told my team and everything. Um, later on that day, Jess <laughs> texted me and was like, Oh, by the way, I have a big check coming in from one of their publishers. And I was like, oh, never mind. Maybe mm-hmm. I should do it. And then three another days. Another of those signs. Yeah. Right? And then three days later, you got, oh, and I have another check coming in. I was like, yeah. okay, so we're going to be just fine. Of course, you know, you make money. It's going to be fine. And so it was just kind yeah. of interesting to see uh, to see what, what happens. And yeah. so, yeah. So here we are. Here we are. We booked a staycation at a cabin, basically. Yeah. Um, and... It's like a writing retreat and just kind of hang out. But the coolest part was when you were booking this, uh, what, just what, 10 days ago? Uh, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I actually yeah. just saw it in my planner. I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Probably yeah. the weekend you were on vacation, honestly. When we had kind of oh come yeah because we had decided that's right that, yeah that Monday I was going to give notice yeah so. although I think we originally booked this to be an anniversary away and then we were like right. but we also want to work because there's when you're right. working for yourself it's all it's different than working for someone else you want to forward in advance and you want to get there as soon as possible right sure and sometimes it's hard to quit working too so. yes yeah. and we have another podcast that we'll talk about that one right. but oh, okay <laughs> but yeah it was interesting because. You were booking this, and you're you're online, and we found a place that's pet friendly, and all this cabin. And it's like, oh, great, we you know, because it was a little difficult, because again, this is high season down here, and we had just decided, you know, ten days before we were coming out, or two weeks, that we had to try to find a place pet friendly, and for the dates we needed it, and uh, right before you you, you know you click like the deposit buy button, you're just like, 
is there any reason we shouldn't do this? And it was the weirdest feeling ever for me because <laughs> in the back of my mind, it was like, you can't do, you have to have something. And I was just like, you have to ask permission from somebody. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't have to ask for the vacation time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about audits coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farmer's market's done for the year. Like it was, it was the weirdest thing. And I was like, yeah, do it. I, I can't yeah. think of any reason we can't come down here. We have the money. We could do it. So it was just kind of, I don't know. It also had a lot Such to a do with the thing. reason we booked a Monday through a Friday, because usually we're trying to bookend it against some holidays to use as little vacation days for you as possible. Exactly. Or, um, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to time it just right. And I'm like, oh, just go down there on a Monday. Yeah. It was, I didn't have to like overanalyze yeah. and be like, oh, right. how many hours I've got? Yeah. I've got 120 hours of vacation left. Let me use this. But what is coming up later on the year? And I was like, no, because if we want to do something else, we can do that also. Yeah. So it's just kind of fun. But uh, yeah, I, I thought um, we kind of had talked about this before, but I kind of felt like this was uh, kind of the, f- like one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to is just kind of freeing my mind and opening my mind up. And I feel like that was from uh, Morpheus's line in, in The Matrix where I, I feel like I took the red pill <laughs> after years and years and years yeah. of taking the blue pill every day where yeah. I was just like, you know, I've got a Not job. Not that blue pill though. No, no. Oh, no. And that's not going to be on another podcast. Just for the record. <laughs> Darn you, Pfizer. But yeah. <laughs> I think I need a sip of wine after that. Oh, shoot. Yes. Anyways, from the Matrix, anyway, people. From the Matrix. From the Matrix, the red pill <laughs> yes. opens you up to. But because you are so conditioned to working for someone else and thinking of, am I allowed to do this? Do I have the time to do this? Is you know, do I need to get permission? Who do I need to check with? Am I leaving? Is Are there any, in your case, like, are there any audits? Are there any major, you know, scheduling conflicts at work? Yeah. And you didn't Reasons have, I couldn't take the week right. off. And yeah. you didn't really have to look at that. Like, I mean, we just had this discussion here. It was like, should we stay a couple of extra days or should we go home? Because we have the dog here. We've got plenty of food here. If they had the availability, we could actually stay however stay long like we Tuesday wanted to pay for, yeah, right? It so it just sure. doesn't matter. So it does change your your mindset and I mean I've been living around your schedule pretty much right because I want to eat dinner with you and do things with you in the evening and so we've pretty much stuck to the Monday through Friday you know typical nine to five or ten to three in my case hours (laughs) some of of us were working 40 hours a week (laughs) some of us uh, some of us do not uh yeah but I also work on Saturdays or Sundays if right. I need to. It's it's all different, but it's very work. fluid. But I think it was less fluid because I was working around your schedule, right? Where yeah, when you would take you, a day off, it'd be a Sunday because yes, then we I had the day, the day off day. also. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were taking Wednesday off to like go day drink in the in the park or something. Right. Or on the lake. Which we can do now, which yeah. is awesome. Which we could do that if we wanted to. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. It's also interesting too because um, the way the timing lined up with uh, the farmer's market which I've been doing all summer long for like, you know, but working an extra 30 yeah, hours a week. So it's basically, mm-hmm. yeah, basically working about 30, 25 to 30 hours a week in the farmer's market, then 40 plus hours a week at my job. So it's basically working 70 plus hours, uh, you know, every week for the last like 25 weeks. And so the farmer's market, uh, you know, in Ohio, it's seasonal. So the farmer's market wrapped up on October 5th. And so I had, uh, I did what I call Tasty Tuesdays, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. But I did that, so I had a little, a few things to wrap up. But it was like, all of a sudden, I went from working 70 hours a week at least 
to no hours a week. <laughs> right. And so it was even more than just, you know, my job. <laughs> I quit like my job, breaks. but then my side hustle, you know, yeah. the current side hustle was, was done as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why we have time to finally get back on the podcast train, so, yeah. which I've totally missed. I have too. So much. I've missed it. And you pretty much decided that this is the regu- new regular format. Mm-hmm. It's technically one drink with John and Jess, but... Did we really discuss this? I feel like this is... <laughs> but we don't want to buy a new dot You're not trying to bogart my podcast, are you? No. Okay. But yes, what no, this I do is still the one, John, oh one Drink with John podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so uh, one of the things that we've kind of discussed and I thought was interesting and I've got in my very few notes here is that life is working for your good and you just have to listen. And that was a lot of, you know, part of the reason before we made the final decision was to take that week of vacation where I just was like, I turned on my work phone. It was just like, let's just listen to this. Um, But we've been listening for a while and it just felt like the timing was right. Um, I had no hesitation, which I think surprised you. It did. And actually that helped a lot. Because security is number one for me. Right. Any of you that have listened to our um, podcast on money, um, our two podcasts on money. Um, probably, three. I probably yeah. mentioned that. Are there three? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. One and two. Our, our fifty podcasts on money. Yeah, all the. I probably <laughs> mentioned that security is very important to me, and Absolutely. having a backup is very important to me. Um, and I just didn't, I just didn't waver. I was like, it's time, and it was just such a certain, such a certain um, message that I was receiving that I didn't yeah. even hesitate. Well, I think since you've been, you know, working for yourself and we've been studying a lot, I mean, you've been reading Think and Grow Rich. We just have a different book that we're reading or a podcast we're studying, listen to Rob Bell or whatever it is. I think we've really been just open to so many things. And I think since, you know, I just feel like a lot of my mental space was, was used up for, for work. Um, even when I wasn't working, and then Absolutely. it was the farmer's market and everything. I mean, so it's just, it was just hard for me to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it I think, really does. I think it takes up more than people really think, too. I mean, all, um, all work does. Like, right. I mean, anybody who's seen me when I'm in the middle of writing a book, I will show up to dinner at the lodge with all our friends, and I'll just kind of sit there like a zombie for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Because I've kind like, of been in this. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of been in this different realm of. Uh, you know, writing down all this dialogue that I'm hearing in my head and focusing. I'm, maybe I'm writing a Christmas book and it's July, you know, so I'm in another world. I'm in a whole yeah, other place. To make that shift yeah, to make from that shift where is, you are to that. Is, yeah. It's just a shift. That's all there is to it. Whenever you're in that deep, concentrated mode of doing anything. Yeah, totally. I just I just think it was interesting, though, because um, one other thing we listened to was um, I listened to Kyle Cease and I've got his book, which I'll leave a link to in the show notes. But, um, and he's all about, you know, meditating. And I kind of like his, you know, former version of meditation because it's basically you just sit there and listen. He's and, so mellow. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and I that's kind of, it's really spoken to me because I, I don't like the, oh, I've got to meditate for 15 minutes a day and I have to do a certain way. And again, that probably works for tons of other people. But for me, it needed to be a little more open where I just sit there with my thoughts as things come in, I think about it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, you know, and just kind of been just been trying to be open to what is out there and what you know, what God and the universe or the world or whatever you want to call it is telling me. And I think if you have the mindset that everything is happening for your good, you know, as opposed to you know, watching the news where it seems like everything's happening for 
awful reasons, that if everything's happening for your good, then you just have to be aware of what the next move is. Um, and this is, again, this is just like, we didn't really plan. We didn't have like a, you know, a nine-year plan. John's going to have this job and whatever. I mean, I had promotions right. I didn't know were going to happen. Mm-hmm. All things that happened, tons of things that happened. It wasn't like, okay, you know, once you get to 10, we'll do this and we'll retire this. And like, no, it just, we were just open. You just lean in. Yeah. You just, I think you hear a calling and you lean in a direction. So let me ask you a question. Of course. So Kyle Cease, I had said he was like mellow, right? He's like very yes. laid back and very listen to your your feels and be quiet, be perce- you know, be like open and perceptive about what's going on around you. Correct. Um, do you think that this, there is a, a segment of entrepreneurship that is like um, the hashtag girl boss, the hustle harder, the you know, sleep the when grind, you're dead, sleep when you're dead, rise and grind. X. Do you believe that that mode, which I've definitely been in before, do you think that mode is more for a certain type of person or a certain age of person? Do you think that's a natural like part of your life that you're like in your whatever age like maybe right. for me it was my 30s right where i was just gonna right. kill it right when right. i started my direct sales company it's like i'm going all the way to the top and i'm gonna get there and chug 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 work you know? every hour you can yeah and yeah work all you can work as hard as you can and just try 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 and as i've even when i was um first published i think there was an element of that too how fast can i get 10 books in my right back get list? your backlist together i don't want to mm-hmm. be new anymore right when how soon can i hit the New York Times bestseller or the USA Today bestseller list, which uh, to date I still have not. So <laughs> you can be successful without getting your letters, without listing. Uh, but I feel like I've been there, but I'm starting to get to a point where it's more calm. It's more um, see what your intuition is telling you. Slow down rather than speed up. So yeah, do you think that's more, is it sign of the times? Is it you just kind of go through that pattern or stage during a certain age like a that season. you are or is it a personality um, it type? I think well I think it's all those things honestly I think a personality type for sure um, I I feel like I I have a little bit of that I mean I'm, we always like analyze birth order and everything so I'm the the fourth child out of six um, but I'm kind of lower half of lower half of the middle because the older three kids in my family were are you know my oldest brother's seven years older than me and so there's kind of a gap there so I guess I've got Middle child, but I'm also got some of that firstborn. Um, because of the gap between you right. and your next older brother. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And mm-hmm. so I feel like Jessica is more of that A, personality, firstborn, drive, kill it, slay it thing, where I have some mm-hmm. of that, but not as much. And I think, I don't know. I yeah, think you still I, have attributes of like a middle because you're laid back, you're more right. of a peacekeeper. Yeah, so yeah. I have the, it's the best of both worlds. So I'm yeah. the perfect. It's perfect, right? <laughs> <laughs> so and if you have I, six kids, put a seven-year gap in the middle. It yeah, worked out great But for there you. is an almost seven-year gap between me and my younger brother. It's a six-and-a-half-year gap, right. and that actually puts me into almost only child realm. And so your first and only. Only children oh, okay. are little adults. Um, so Correct. it's very easy yes, for me are. to talk to people of all ages, older and you know, younger right. than me. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm it's very true. independent sort too, but that a lot of that is type A and personality right. type kind of bleeds into birth order too. But it's interesting that you said that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that killing it thing or going after it or I don't know, the sleep when you're dead thing doesn't make any sense to me because I, I need my sleep. Oh, I, I don't know sleep. what, yeah, there's no, that's never been I need a, eight hours. That's never been a problem. 
But yeah, I think... You saw me yesterday. I didn't get any sleep because the dog was up all night long. Right. Panicking over everything. And not last night, night before. And right. I was like, didn't get any sleep either. And I was not a happy person that day. <laughs> Mama was not happy. Mama was not happy. But no, I think go back to your to your question. Though. I think I think it is a, there's a personality thing that lends itself to doing that. Um, I think it's a cultural thing where that's yeah, like, that's you know, the way point. to do it. Western um, world. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I think with, you know, what's great about Kyle Cease is that he's kind of trying to break that paradigm. Like, no, just you need to listen to yourself and, you know, and, and be true to yourself. And you don't. And I think the thing that I got out of the four-hour work week that I really liked was the fact that you don't have to work, you know, all these. Of course, I work 70 hours a week for the last 25 weeks. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, you did a terrible job. I did. The four-hour work I week. did. But you know how, much, how many hours it would have taken to normally do that if I hadn't read the four-hour work week? I'd you had blew to work it like, by 66 I would, hours a week. I would, have had to, I would have had to work 120 hours to do that. Right. So. But no, I think for a season, it's okay yeah, to do that. I agree. To go after that. You know. And I have like mini seasons, like days where I have to When you're on a deadline for sure. a book, yeah, you're totally You can't just lay it. back and go, I'm just going to be zen this week. You have right. to get your butt in the chair and get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's the balance, though, of that. Uh, but again, I think personalities help lend itself to that. Uh, I think the Western, you know, United States attitude is, is kind of, you know, oh, American dream, go after it and all that stuff. And really, I think there's a lot of falsehoods to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you really need? Yeah, what do you really need? What do you really want? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that as much as, you know, it's not like, oh, this job, I'm going to go after this job because it gets me money, or I'm going to go after this career, I'm going to try this business because it makes me a bunch of money. It's what, you know, sings to your soul. Mm. What like do you, you know, what turns you on? What are you excited about? Yes. And find that thing and then make money doing that. You know, find a way to do that. Because and I think, I think that's it's the, a myth that you can't make money doing it just because it's fun to do and because you enjoy it. Right? Right. Or because nobody else has done it. Right. And we've talked about that recently. Yeah. Like, I forget who said it, but it was like, just because, it might have been Kelsey's, just because nobody's done it doesn't yeah. mean it can't be done. That might be the perfect thing to do. You know, it might be a... Might be a what a blue ocean as opposed to a red ocean, and we'll have to. Well, I remember <laughs> saying to you, I remember saying, you know, I'm such an odd fit for the romance genre, because I, I write at the time that I was becoming published, the biggest romance romances were like Fifty Shades and all this erotica. So it was all this like dark, sort of twisty, and here I come with my like light, whimsical humor, right. And, and yeah, I'm funny, also, and yeah, yeah, and it I'm was much also, yeah, tamer than I'm that. I'm also like a cartoonist, and I was like. Yeah, who draws like these silly little cartoon characters and writes romance novels? It doesn't make any sense. Um, cut to this year, actually, the beginning of this year, and some books were sold to an interactive app called Chapters Interactive, and they were adapting my books and still are adapting my books from book form into animated form. And then I have this game on my phone with all these animated characters and these pastel colors and all these cartoons. And I'm like, my world's just collided. But I never yeah. could have seen that coming before. But I thought, who does that? That's not even a thing. But for Chapters Interactive, it was a thing. They didn't right. look at romance and go, well, we can't animate that because cartoons and romance don't go together. But I said that. That's so interesting. <laughs> you know I didn't I mean? think about Yeah, you're right. You're like, oh, I can't do both of those things. When then you have a very good example. I think it's also a really good example of you just don't know where you're going to make money from. Like if right. you say, okay, I'm going to do X 
and yep. we're going to get to Y. Because that didn't exist this. back then. This is how I'm going to, you know, I have this goal to make, you know, a million dollars and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and this is what's happened. You can't, it's not going to necessarily go that way. You've mm-hmm. got to be open because the world changes so fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't even an opportunity nope. six even months ago. Was it even something a year? I mean, it's barely anything uh, a year ago. Probably a year ago. I think I signed yeah. a contract for it. You yeah. Know, probably this time last year. But even then, when the contracts arrived and this company I had never heard of wanted to buy 11 of my books and you're signing the rights over for games to this company you've never heard of. And granted, they buy it for money, but still you're like, is something better going to be there? Right. Is this the right thing? Is this going to go bust? Do they have the rights for five years or whatever? And then they don't produce any of it. It's scary. It's sure. scary. So it was brand, well, anything new is it was scary. brand new. And sure. we just had to take like a little leap of faith and say, okay, I think this is going to work out. And so far, so good. So Yeah, it's been great. But again, it's just, I mean, that's like... The ways you're making money right now, we couldn't have foreseen. We couldn't have foreseen. I mean, and we couldn't have foreseen this ten years ago. We, no, there's no. no way. If you say, "Oh yeah, you're sitting in a cabin and you quit your job and you're a writer yeah, or whatever right. and you have a game," yeah. like what? What are you even talking about? Yeah. Nobody's even heard of that. Yeah. Ten years ago was 2009, so I promise you that's not where our headspace was. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the journey, and that's that's what's been so cool about this is, you know, 2009. If you listen to our our other podcast about money and the bankruptcy and. You know, so we had filed bankruptcy in 2009, and then now here we are. We've got, you know, almost no debt. We've got money saved up. We've got retirement. We've got all this. And, you know, to the point where Jessica's career is taken off to the point where I can quit my job. And it's just kind of crazy. Like, there's no way I ever would have seen that. In fact, when I took my first job. We would have thought job, I had to be a millionaire by then. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I looked at, as I was going through, um, you know, nine years of stuff on my desk, <laughs> for my job <laughs> yeah I was right. purging a bunch of things and I saw what I think I saw my original offer letter and I saw the salary I was getting and I just kind of laughed because I'm like there's no way I would ever take that now oh, but really? 10 years so ago I was like this is amazing yeah. and I don't know if I can make any more than yes. this yes. but oh, then as things went along yeah. and I got promotions and raises and things and it was like you know oh well I'm you know i how could I not do this? And I just, it's just kind of funny to see that number. I'm like, really? In fact, it was at least 5,000 lower than I thought it was. Like looking back, if you'd asked me like, oh, I was making that much. No, you weren't. You're making even less. <laughs> even less than so, you're. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same oh, thing when you were working at the bearing yes, company. Yes, right. And it felt like all the money in the world. Right. I remember having so much excess money that I would just like, it wasn't anything <laughs> big. And this is going to make me sound like a big dork, but we would get mm-hmm. like the ads and the, the like little ad papers that would come in on the weekend and it would be like Walgreens would have like these sales on like makeup or like these little things. And I would take my little flyer and I would go to Walgreens and I would just spend some money. You spend like 30 bucks and be like, I can do whatever I but want. But before that, I didn't have 30 bucks to just spend. And then I was making <laughs> this income and this living and I was like, Oh my gosh. Now I can go, I don't have to think that hard about spending 30 bucks, right. you know, and that was obviously off of, you know, coming off of making very little money when we were both like, like waiters and oh, absolutely. bartenders and yeah. And I was had all this yeah, college debt. So we were just kind of like flat broke and busted for a while. Right. So. Yeah. And then, you know, at the bankruptcy where we're totally yeah. busted. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that, <laughs> yeah. So one other thing I want to talk about um, was health insurance, because that's a big concern. Absolutely. Uh, the for, number one concern, I think. 
Oh, it was for us. Um, You know, so for anybody that's out there thinking about quitting their job or trying to start a business, you know, health insurance, I feel like it's, it's kind of the golden handcuffs, you know, so to speak, that keeps people in jobs. And I, I mean, I've heard of so many people saying, well, I, you know, I can't leave this job because, you know, let's say they're providing insurance for their family. And that's a big deal. And, you know, to get it privately is expensive. Uh, I did find out it's not as expensive as I thought it was originally. Um, and I think it might not be as expensive as people think. Um, with with the marketplace where you can get insurance through like CareSource or Healthcare or something like that, um, it's not that bad. I mean, it's still, obviously, it's still a chunk of, of money each month. But I think you're able to get a high deductible, you know, even HSA or whatever, um, health insurance coverage. Um, and it might not be, so if you're, so my advice to you is if you're thinking about, you know, quitting your job or even moving jobs, because people don't move jobs, or maybe they're at a job that they do not like, or it's not serving them, and maybe they can make a little more over here, but they're worried about the insurance and the mm-hmm. gap and in insurance coverage. Um, but just check into it, because I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how much, uh, you know, how pretty affordable it was just, I mean, it's just the two of us, but, um, you know, with a high deductible coverage, it wasn't too bad. And then there's also, um, depending on what your income is, uh, there's a tax credit that you can get each month towards that. Uh, and if you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, I talked to my accountant and again, talk to your accountant before you do any of this information. This is just some advice, but, um, the, the, the tax credit is based on what your, um, what your net income is. And so that is what your business income is after your business expenses. So as an example, if you know, your business, you know, grossed a hundred thousand dollars, but you had, you know, 40 or $50,000 worth of expenses, depending on what your business was, then you would be, you know, that tax credit would be based on like this 50 or $60,000 you make. And you might actually get a credit each month. And that's what it mm-hmm. kind of looks like. We're going to, we may be in that position as well. So it's kind of, the, it's like the thing that everybody says like, oh, never write off, your never write home off off, your, your home, home office, office or you'll be audited, right? It's sort of a, what's that called? It's a, not, sure. a, not a myth, but a. But it's basically kind of one of those lies we tell ourselves and we right. just all keep saying. Yeah, we're we perpetuating this. Oh, yeah. well, we can't. I can't get any good insurance. And then you go, oh, well, and you right. you forget about this goal of leaving the place you're at because you can't because of the Right, insurance. to follow this dream that you're just so passionate about at the time and you just kind of let it get, die. And I, I, the challenge for me is just for everybody out there is just to actually do the numbers. Yeah. Actually look into it and see. Um is it expensive? It can be expensive. But is that, you know, is it as expensive as you thought? Can you factor that in? Mm-hmm. Can you save some money currently? I mean, do you have an HSA right now that you're putting money into that you can save and use later on? You know, do you have an extra savings account you can put money? So it's definitely a concern, but is it as big of a, you know, elephant or whatever, a mountain to climb, whatever. That's <laughs> a terrible analogy. Something like an, ele- is that as an big, elephant. Yeah. Is, is that <laughs> as big as eating an elephant, climbing a mountain one step at a time? Probably not. I think I put them all in that same thing, but yeah. And why are we eating elephants? I mean, let's stop eating elephants, let's people. Let's do. Stop oh my gosh. One bite or not. Just stop it. Come on. It's the, it's the time of the Beyond Burger. We don't need to be eating elephants. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you also have to be smart about, not only the health insurance thing and do you have enough money to do that, but to look at your expenses and look at your savings and really, like we had a pretty good chunk saved because like I said before, I'm a big fan of security. So when we would sit down 
you know, and do our finances, I would go, yes, feed this fund or feed this savings or feed this. And um, at one point, I don't remember if it was last summer or what, we sort of like looked at a house on the lake. and We did. And John wanted it so bad, you guys. Yeah, for four hours. I I was buying it. For four hours, I was about to move in. If I would have, yeah, if I'd have taken my eye off of him, we may be living there. Right. But But we were talking about that and you were the one who, who brought it up actually, who said, oh, if we'd have bought that house, this never would have happened. Because the right. house was easily two times the amount of the one we own. Right. So we could have afforded it. To be Absolutely. fair, we have a fantastic 15-year mortgage on our house. Right. We could we have, have equity. We could have gotten the We have equity. We have enough. You know, we both make decent livings. But it also would have um, boxed you in. Right. And you would have said, yeah, I could quit my job, but we'd have to move. Right. And, and so, yeah, I and think one of the that, things that we talked about mm-hmm. when we were talking about that, and again, for about four hours, I was excited about the house, but then <laughs> I knew, I knew at the end of the day, it, was a beautiful it wasn't going to happen. Oh, it's gorgeous! View. A couple yeah. doors down from a good friend of ours, yeah. who actually was on a podcast. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we, <laughs> but I, I remember one of the reasons were just like, was not so much, you know, I couldn't quit my job because we weren't thinking about quitting my job at that time. No. But it was, what if I lose my job? Yes. And that's always a concern. I mean, it sure. doesn't matter. It's you not know. like anything was going on. Yeah. I had thought. a, you know, I have a, again, mm-hmm. worked for a great company, was in a great position, but you know, I could make a mistake and something could happen. Or they could downsize or get bought out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or they could sell enough properties or something, which has happened. And then, you know, and so that where my position's gone, you just never know. And so that was kind of the thing where just like, no, let's just sit there. We'll have this nice chilling with our nice, you know, 15-year mortgage we paid on three years. We're in a good mm-hmm. spot. We've got everything we love, you know. Yes, we're not sitting on the lake with a beautiful view, but right now I'm sitting <laughs> in a yeah, cabin right. on the, the side of a mountain in Tennessee with a beautiful view, which I would not have been able to do if we had uh, made that decision. So it's yeah. just kind of interesting. I think all those things, you know, kind of goes back to what I said before where life is working for our good and we just kind of have to listen to those um pokings and proddings and pushings and i think uh overall i I think women are definitely better you know listening to their intuition Uh, i know you jessica i know you are much better at that than i am yeah i have a weird i i really get vibes i really do i shouldn't say weird it's just um it's intuition i mean it's you know it's it's pretty fine it's the way nature is yeah i think it's the way you're built um, like when you look at the higher faculties and it's like creativity or imagination is one of them. Right. And my imagination higher faculty is well honed because I live there for quite a large chunk of my life. I'm living my imagination. So right. the more you practice it, the better you get at it. But I do think women have a natural, more of a natural inclination to being better at Absolutely. They're all, yeah, I, I don't know if it's the ego or what it is in the men that we just don't kind of, we're <laughs> right. just going, plowing head forward and, and maybe that served us yeah. in wartime and different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has, you know, um, but no, I think listening to, yeah, listening to your gut. And that's the thing I've really been working on actually you for the have. last, I'm so impressed last six months or so, at least I've meditation been just, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even today I, I just was just doing a meditation again, my meditation, it's, you know, it sounds all hokey, but it's just, I just sit there with my eyes shut on the couch, I don't have to sit in a weird position or hurt my back or hold my hands weird or touch my third eye or any, yeah, there's no, I don't, you know, there's no, yeah, there's no weird, you know, I'm not doing anything weird. I don't have to sit in a a yoga position or anything like that. I just sit there and I just kind of listen and just kind of analyze and listen to thoughts that go through my head. And I came up with a really interesting thing today. And it's just, it's just funny how if you can just listen. Because we're not very quiet. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're not quiet as a habit, especially now. Do you ever think about life before social media and think, what the heck did we do with all of our time? (laughs) Oh my gosh, right? What did did I do do? before I was checking up on my friends on Facebook? What did I do before I had a smartphone? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, right? Because it takes up so much time. Something. You filled it with something. It wasn't meditation, so... To be fair, we fill it with a bunch of crap anyway. We probably were playing probably Nintendo. Mario Kart. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly, definitely, exactly. definitely video games. Definitely some kind of Nintendo or something for sure, but <laughs> that's really funny. But one other thing I wanted to talk about too was like what retirement should be or could be. Um, I mean, I think kind of the old style is, you know, you get a job, you work 40 years, and you retire at 65, you do this, and then you, you go play golf or something, but whatever. Um, but I think I got a lot of this from the four hour work week where he talks about mini, mini retirements and, and things like that. But I just think, um, you know, the, where we are now where we just don't have the ties to having to stay at one place because I've got a job or whatever. It's just really interesting to see. I mean, you can work from anywhere, you know, depending on what your job is. I mean, obviously with the farmer's market and stuff, it's a little hard to move my vegetables to Tennessee or some other place. But there's just multiple, multiple opportunities. And I just think that's an interesting way and a a really interesting way to enjoy your life more. Yeah, but Um, it might be something like, oh, I did the farmer's market for five years and then I go do this instead. So you just don't know how long it's going to be a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. And I just think that's what what people should should be thinking about. Like what, yes, people are like, oh, I'm going to retire when I have a million bucks or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but then what are you going to (laughs) do? You know, right. and that's basically where I am right now. I mean, and I, you can do it now. Like, I think you've shown that beautifully, though. It's like, well, I mean, I'm going to write a cookbook and I'm going to start a farmer's market. And I'm going, you just sort of are like going where, where it leads you or sometimes where our agent forces you. But sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for the opportunity for John to write a cookbook. Um, but yeah, I think it didn't occur to you that you could do all that. And she was kind of like, yeah, do it and held your feet to the fire. And then suddenly you were doing it. So you can move all those things forward. The people that say, oh, someday when I retire, I'm going to write a book. You don't have to wait, by the way. You can spend a couple hours a week and start writing it or just start with a blog. Your first draft is always crappy. Write your crappy first draft now. You well, there's no pressure. There's no deadline. You know, yeah. you have you have an idea in your head and nobody can appreciate it. Nobody until it's not in your head anymore. Right. And so maybe you're not in a position where I am, you know, fortunate enough where we've worked hard for the last 10 years and my wife is, has done well and she has a good, you know, is making a good living that I can do this, but maybe you can do something this week. You know, like what, like if you, if you were going to retire, what would you actually do? Because mm. if you if you retire, it's going to be boring to do nothing. You're not going to sit around and play golf all day, although that'd be kind of fun. But but normally, normally <laughs> for a little while, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just like what Tony Robbins is like. There's only so many cocktails you can drink. You can right. only do so much. Um, and he's you know talked to and coached people that are multimillionaires that have sold their business for millions and millions of dollars, and then they're like, well, what do I do now? Yes. Like I retired, I had this big goal I went after, and then it's like, oh, I'm kind of bored. So the idea of the old school retirement is you just basically stop having goals because that's the way they used to do, right? You used to go to work, you work till you're 65, you get your retirement, and then you don't do anything. And that's the dream. But it's not the dream because nobody wants to do nothing. You might want to do nothing for a week or two. Sure. You might want to sit on a beach and do nothing. Sit my ties. You are 
a creative being. That is what a human being is. You are creation in form. So you're going to want to create something. Exactly. And so your question to everybody, which is a fantastic question, is what is it that you want to make? What do you want to do? Yeah, it's interesting. I've got, uh, we have friends of ours that uh, they retired and they had a nice plan and they did a great job and they retired and now they're, you know, doing mission trips yeah. um, with different churches. Yep. And so that's what, so they've got an RV, they're traveling around the country, which they've always wanted to do, but they're not just traveling around the country and, you know, eating out and all this stuff all the time, although they're doing that as well, but they're also going out and helping people. But they have a mission. Behind yeah, they have a them. mission and a higher cause yep. that's bigger than them. And it doesn't have to be you know, doing, you know, mission trips like that. But I just think it was really interesting because they love to go on the mini mission trips, you know, the week or the weekend that we did with church. Um, and then they were like, well, we want to, can we do this more? And so they put themselves in, they worked really hard, put themselves in a great position and retired and they're able to do that now full time. And yeah, I just, I think there's just so many opportunities. You just never know, know what you can do. And it's just, I don't know. It's just like, like the thing I wrote down, is just like, what, retirement should or could be like you just don't know mm-hmm. like and it's okay if you don't know what that is i think if you want to sit down and journal and you can't narrow it down that's okay you write down 10 things write down 25 whatever number of things that you're interested in you know i think i've told, talked about this like when you we talked about me becoming an author that i opened a notebook and was like i like to drink coffee i like to wear my pajamas i like to be at home i like to hang out with my dog i like to read i like to write i like to draw and now i'm doing all of those things in this one career but at the time i wrote that list i didn't have the career in mind oh you had no I, idea i just knew what turned yeah, me on you had, right? and that's the that's the perfect things advice. that you love to do and the evidence of that will usually go all the way back to when you were a kid. So when I was a kid, I loved to draw. I loved to read. I loved to play with my cat. I loved it, right? Mm-hmm. I loved to be at home. I, you know, I loved all these things. So I think, the, I think the thing to do is just ask yourself what you really want to do, not how much money can I make doing this, which is how most of us you know, make arrive a choice. At, sure, and, yeah, that's how we arrive at what we At our job. That's why we yeah. have our jobs, obviously. We all need to make money. So... Yeah, no, that's great advice. And you just never know what it's going to be. And I think, yeah, just... Might be all of them. Yeah, might be. (laughs) I like to farm. I like to write (laughs) books. I like to brew brew beer. beer. Yeah, multiple, multiple things. But yeah, I think it's the the thing that you tell me all the time, which has been great advice and served us very well. It's just just lean into it. Yeah. Just lean into it. If you're excited about something, go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Take the red pill, whatever the (laughs) analogy is. I think those go together, actually. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, just go after that. And, you know, if you want to write a book, then just start putting some... Just start writing Open it. a computer. Yeah, put, yeah. Open a Word document or a Google Doc. Just write some things down. You're not chained to it. If it doesn't work and it's yeah. not what it you yeah. thought it was going to be and it's not turning you on as much as you expected, then shut it down. It's we never wasted time. We said that about this time. podcast. We said that. Yeah, I said, I'm going to do 10 said, podcasts. I feel like doing a podcast. I said, then just do it. Right. I was like, I'm going to do 10 mm-hmm. and then see how it goes. And this has just been amazing. And here we are on episode uh, 23. 23. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So, well, that's probably a good place to stop here. Uh, mostly wine, because, so. exactly, my wine glass <laughs> is completely empty and we have not potty trained Gemma enough, trained her to give us more wine. Right. We can't get her. I don't know what, you know, Gemma, we need you to step up a little bit. We'll see what happens. So. Well, thank you so much for listening. Jessica, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I know everybody loves to hear you on the podcast. Thanks. I hope so. so. I used to feel like a little interloper, but 
now I really enjoy it. No, no, you're yeah, definitely, definitely nice to have you on the podcast. So, and we'll uh, plan on having you on uh, more often. Yeah, if that's okay with you, it's of course. So. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, links to everything we talked about, which was a wide span of things today, yes. um, will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, please check me out at uh, onedrinkwithjohn.com. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>